I'm Andrew Schweitzer, and you're listening to the Boxing for Free podcast. It's fight week. We've got a lot to talk about, some good news and some bad news, as I'm sure some of you are aware. But for now, let's get to the good news. Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman. A lot of you might be surprised that I am talking about this right from the get-go, but I think it's proper that we get the good out of the way first. Um, I have mixed feelings about this fight, I'll be honest. Pacquiao is 40. Uh, Keith Thurman is, well, he's a lot younger. Um, but... Ever since this fight was announced, it was kind of like, ah, it, it, it was inevitable. You know, it, it really was. Thurman, he's an undefeated champion. He's 30 years old, 29-0, and 0, 22 wins by way of knockout. He's got victories over former champions like Luis Colazzo, Sean Porter, Danny Garcia. Um, he did not look too great in his most recent fight, though, with Josecito Lopez. You know, he, he got the majority decision, and it's kind of like, oh, you know, if you hadn't gotten that uh, that knockdown against Lopez, that, that you would have gotten a split decision. I mean, I don't know if that's anything better, but um, I was asking around. I was asking uh, Justin for his prediction on Manny Pacquiao versus Keith Thurman, and Justin's was having a bit of a hard time. And this was the best I could get out of him. Quote, Thurman has been inactive, right? I think that could be a problem. I honestly don't know how this will turn out. It's supposed to be an easy win for Thurman, but I'm guessing it's going to be a chess match. With Thurman giving a lot of respect to Manny, Thurman wins a close decision. Unquote. I think Justin's like me. He kind of doesn't want to see Manny Pacquiao fighting anymore. He just wants him to retire and, and go away. Um, but, but I think Justin's kind of holding back saying, knock, knock him out, man. Keith, knock him out. But, uh, I I don't know. I, that's just how I see it. You know, that was an interesting answer from Justin, but I decided that I should go further. So I reached out across, uh, across the sea to good old England and I got to get the opinion of the Prince of Pugilism, the Duke of Dukes, his grace, Matt Lewis. Quote, Finding it hard to call in this one, Thurman looked poor in his last fight and Pacquiao looked good in his. Pacquiao will eventually have to hang them up, but I genuinely wonder if Thurman is the man to make him do so. Pac looks great in training, and I don't think he's ready to go just yet. All I'm saying is, if Pacquiao wins, he goes up a couple of places in the greatest of all time list. Unquote. You know, that is some very good points from Matt Lewis as well. I have some counterpoints, though. It's it's very easy to look good at when you're Manny Pacquiao and you're fighting uh, a more or less shot uh, Lucas Matisse and you're fighting an Adrian Broner whom we've known for several years is not as good as we originally thought he could be. Keith Thurman, he was inactive. And he may not have been taking his training seriously for somebody like uh, Josecito Lopez. You know, that, that, that's entirely possible. However, I think that knowing that there is a lot on the line for this fight, knowing that this could be something that launches him 
into the elite of boxing where once again you become a fighter that even those who don't follow boxing know who you are something which should be happening with a lot of fighters personally but regardless i've given this speech before i think that thurman is going to be a bit more focused that's not to say that manny won't be focused but thurman's going to have age on his side and i think that that might be enough for pacquiao to lose this fight to keith thurman i don't think that uh, thurman's going to win by knockout i've read some stuff that thurman's betting on himself to win by knockout in the first round that's not going to happen what is going to happen though is i think it's going to be competitive but after a while manny's just going to not realize it but he might have to admit later on that he's bitten off more than he can chew if by chance pacquiao does get the victory the big question will be does he fight errol spence um win or lose i think manny pacquiao should just walk away but that's my opinion i've wanted pacquiao to walk away for a long time now the thing is someone has already decided that oh it doesn't matter what's going to happen because i know what's going to happen next and that somebody is amir khan oh god what is it with this guy was he not given enough attention as a child i i don't know because he, he just strikes me as somebody who really you know doesn't like it when people are not talking about him but uh, it's come out recently from amir khan he is saying that he signed to fight pacquiao in november now khan had a fight recently uh against billy dibb this was in the King Abdullah Sports City, Jeddah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about human rights on some other podcast, but uh, he, he won by TKO, and he gained the WBC International Welterweight title. It's almost as if sanctioning bodies are going out of, the way, out of their way to make their own titles more and more uh, worthless. But the WBC are experts at it. Regardless... Uh, Khan saying that he is signed to fight Pacquiao and that they have a deal on, uh, to fight on November 8th. Meanwhile, Pacquiao's team is saying, what the hell is he talking about? Oh, it, I, I, I just don't understand it. Pacquiao's uh, publicist, Fred Sternberg, was quoted by uh, the BBC saying, quote, Manny has not signed any contract. As far as I know, it has not even been discussed. He has been in training camp for the past eight weeks, four in the Philippines and four in the United States, and he hasn't met with Amir Khan during that time. And uh, uh, one can only guess what prompted Amir Khan to uh, make these claims. I know what prompted Amir Khan to make these claims. No one cares about him anymore. Okay, he's a guy who has tried so hard to reach the potential that he has set for himself, but he just keeps coming up short he lost by tko testicle knockout against terence crawford uh you know i i just don't get it like amir stop you, you know you, you don't have to do this man just how about you just try to make a fight happen organically like hey what about kill brook i mean you and kill brook hate each other why why don't you just fight each other and end your careers that way no 
unfortunately, unfortunately, Amir Khan just has to open his mouth and remind people why they dislike him. I, I don't believe he's telling the truth about this. I don't believe that any deal has been made. Now, if Pacquiao is victorious against Keith Thurman, and then all of a sudden they announce there that, oh, by the way, I'm going to be fighting Amir Khan in uh, November, fine. Egg on my face, egg on everybody's face, but I think it's going to be egg on Amir's face. Uh, the dude, uh, the, the, the dude frustrates me. I, I, I just don't understand it. But uh, th- that's Amir Khan's shtick. You know, he can't get people talking about him before his fights. They don't care about him after his fights. And so he just has to insert himself into the situation any which way he can. I- I'm surprised that he hasn't thrown out Floyd Mayweather's name. Th- that-, that honestly has uh, surprised me. But, um, I mean, I-, I shouldn't be congratulating Amir Khan for showing some form of restraint. I really shouldn't. Anyway... The fight is this Saturday. I will be watching it live in my favorite sports bar. I will be live tweeting throughout the night. Go to twitter.com slash boxing for free to keep up with my wonderful, wonderful uh, insight and analysis and funny quips that you'll wish you had said later in the evening. Moving on. This week did not start off with the best of news. This week should have been should have been hyping boxing fans up for the upcoming clash between welterweight champion Keith Thurman and Manny Pacquiao. Instead, a lot of us have been spending a good part of this week mourning the sudden and tragic passing of Purnell Sweet Pea Whitaker. The former Ford Division champion and pound-for-pound best fighter in the world passed away from an automobile accident this past Sunday night in Virginia. I was at work Monday morning when I heard the news. I was on a break at about probably 9 o'clock, and I just, I remember gasping. And I, ex- I, I, I was just floored. Like, I could actually feel the color leave my face. Pernell Whitaker, when I really got into the history of boxing, he quickly became one of my favorites. I would watch highlights of him with his hands down, moving, his this tremendous upper body movement. Arguably, he was the best defensive fighter of all time. If he wasn't the best, he's certainly in the top two or three, okay? And you better make some good cases about who you got above him. But I would watch those clips of Purnell, and then I would go to the Windsor Amateur Boxing Club and Mary Spencer would put me in the ring with somebody and she would just tell that other person, okay, just go and try to hit Andrew. Andrew's just going to work on his defense. And that was where I got to, you know, that's where I got to pretend to be Purnell for a few rounds. I couldn't do it as good, but, you know, I, I just loved being able to do that. And Purnell, he made it look so effortless it is why so many boxers try to do what he did but they they come up so so short if any of you out there listening are comic book fans like me you're probably familiar with the character of daredevil and if you've read any of the great frank miller stories you'll notice that it seems almost every issue daredevil is talking about his radar sense 
Well, that is literally what Pernell Whitaker had. He had this tremendous radar sense where he could see the punch coming. He knew where it was going to land. He knew how far a guy's arm could extend and how far he needed to move his head just so he could stay out of harm's distance. It was remarkable. And what I really liked about this guy was that he he really was a throwback fighter. He would be willing to fight anybody. We're in a... uh, a bit of a terrible and tragic age with boxers, unfortunately, where you, we have the opportunities to make the best fights, but they take forever to get made. And you're just kind of like, well, what, 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 what's the point, really? Like, what, what are we doing? But Purnell, he would fight anybody anywhere. And you can make a very good case that he really did not lose a fight until he was 35, was battling drugs and alcoholism and had uh, come off of I think was a 16 or 18 month layoff okay but you got to go back and look at the career of Pernell Whitaker now according to what I found he had an amateur record of 201 victories 14 losses that's a great great amateur record won a gold medal at the 1984 Olympic Games in Los Angeles a lot of people say that that was one of the best Olympic boxing teams of all time, the uh, US 84 team. I personally think that the uh, Americans had a better team in 76. Regardless, you can find some of uh, Whitaker's Olympic boxing on YouTube. His gold medal match, it's just a masterclass. You can tell that with each second that passes away and that with each punch that lands his opponent i believe it was louis ortiz uh no not the not the heavyweight who lost to deontay wilder but um no this is uh louis ortiz who uh won a silver medal or rather was awarded the silver medal you can just tell how frustrated he's getting because he knows that he's in front of a truly great boxer and howard cosell i mean i'll be honest i am not a big fan of howard cosell but even he is impressed with how slick and solid Whitaker is as a fighter. Now, as a pro, it, it took Purnell a while. I mean, he was probably overshadowed by other people uh, from that team like Meldrick Taylor or Evander Holyfield. And unfortunately, he suffered... His first loss in 1988 against Jose Luis, Jose Luis Ramirez. But everybody who's seen that fight knows that uh, there is no way that Whitaker lost the fight. They were trying to make a big fight between Ramirez and Julio Cesar Chavez. And they knew that Whitaker would be the one who could possibly upset the apple cart. It was a decision that was so bad that in the March 1990 issue of The Ring magazine, it was named the worst of the decade for a lightweight fight. But, uh, you know, Whitaker didn't let this slow him down, thankfully. He, uh, he went on to fight Greg Haugen for the IBF, well, or, sorry, IBF lightweight title. Then he had a rematch with Jose Luis Ramirez, once again, he, or ra- I say once again, I apologize, but rather this time he got the decision that he was due the first time. So he's 
right at this point, he's only been a pro just about five years, and already he's unified the lightweight division. Impressive. And then a year later, he becomes the undisputed lightweight champion. I think he was actually the first one since Roberto Duran. I, I, I haven't had a lot of time to do the proper research, but yeah. I mean, and he held that title until 1991. Then he moved up, won the IBF super lightweight title. You just look at all the names on his resume. It's really impressive. Buddy McGirt, twice. Uh, Julio Cesar Vasquez. Oh, and you, once again, you watch him, and you you just know that this is a guy who's willing to take on anybody. Oh, not a, not a lot of bad things you can say about Pernell Whitaker. I have in front of me two magazines from 2012. One of them is Boxing News, where they listed the 100 greatest fighters of all time. Now, I want you to keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, that this list is about seven years old. So, some of the rankings on here uh, you may not agree with. Personally, I think that uh, Bernard Hopkins is uh, could, could be a bit higher on the list, to be quite honest. Uh, at that time, they had him at number 77, which I think is, uh, you know, I think that was a bit ridiculous. But Pernell Whitaker, number 24. They named his best win as Azumam Nelson, the first fight, and uh, his worst loss... Arguably, arguably, sorry, that would be the loss to Felix Trinidad. The uh, pros about him, they mentioned defensive skills and body movement. And the cons, impressing judges, lack of power punch. Well, I think impressing judges is not always the right way to put it. Because a lot of the times, like, like they said, he did not have a lot of power. In fact, uh... 40 wins, only 17 wins by way of knockout. I think if he had more knockout power like he did in his early fights, that he would probably rank higher in in people's pound-for-pound uh, pound all-time great list. But regardless, still uh, quite an accomplishment. And the other magazine I've got is from, uh, once again, 2012. This is the uh, 90th anniversary uh, commemorative issue of Ring Magazine. It's from February of 2012. And who knows, if you've got this magazine at home, maybe you can play along right now. But uh, if you go to page 20, historian and writer Cliff Rold made a list of the best fighters since the founding of Ring Magazine in 1922. Pernell Whitaker was ranked at number 10 on that list. And you have to look at the fighters who were above uh, Whitaker. Number 9 was Joe Lewis. Number 8, Sugar Ray Leonard. Number 7, Muhammad Ali. Number 6, Willie Pep. Number 5, Roberto Duran. Number 4, Ezard Charles. Number 3, Henry Armstrong, number two, Harry Greb, number one, Sugar Ray Robinson. But still, for Whitaker to be on that list, oh, God, it shows how accomplished he was. And once again, if you go to, let's see if I can find that page. I mean, 
this is one of the few issues of Ring Magazine that I really went out of my way to buy in the last few years, so make of that what you will. Here we go. If you go to page 51, where they name the top 10 fighters of the 1990s, Pernell Whitaker is ranked at number one. If there is one major disappointment about Pernell Whitaker's career was that he never got the victory that he deserved over Julio Cesar Chavez. Those guys, it was the biggest fight of all time. There was this huge debate. It was very much like Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Except, you know, they actually made it at a decent time. They didn't stretch things out for, you know, five or six years. But regardless, the big debate was who's better? Is it Chavez or is it Whitaker? So they decide, all right, we'll meet at welterweight and we'll decide who's the best once and for all. And it's kind of clear that Whitaker won. But for whatever reason, the judges scored it a draw. And there was never a rematch. That, that That's one of the more, more frustrating and confusing things about boxing. I don't understand how a rematch could never be made considering all the money that would be on the line for it. It's just baffling. I'm also cu- curious as to how a rematch between... Or not a rematch, I'm sorry, but rather just a fight between Frankie Randall the guy who beat Chavez for the title. Why never a fight between Randall and Whitaker? That would have been great. But, you know, just one of the things that didn't happen. But regardless, a lot of good things did happen in Whitaker's career. However, in the late 1990s, that was when things started to go downhill for him. He lost a very dubious decision to Oscar De La Hoya who was a rising star in boxing, and Purnell was kind of on the, not on the way out skill-wise, but you could tell that people were starting to shift their focus. It's like, okay, Purnell, you know, you're you're a great fighter, but you're kind of old hat at this point. De La Hoya is the wave of the future, so I wouldn't be surprised if that was what swayed the judges, personally. And then afterwards, there was the battle with alcoholism and drug abuse. This is actually a uh, little audio piece I found from before the Trinidad-Whitaker fight. You're going to be hearing from Pernell Whitaker, his longtime trainer and manager Lou Duva, and his current trainer at the time, Tommy Brooks. I was sorry that whatever happened, happened. So, you know, I took full responsibility. I shouldn't have, but I did. Uh, and I don't even talk about it. That's 98. This is 99. I have nothing to say about that. That year is over. I mean, this man has children, you know? And his kids go to school and it's, ah, oh, your daddy's a dope addict, you know, or, you know. Nobody needs that. The hell with boxing. What's going on with Purnell? What can we do to help Purnell? Uh, uh, where, do you, where do you go bad? Where do you go wrong? Logic tells you Purnell Whitaker is almost out of chances. He's 35 now, and who knows what he has left after a 16-month layoff. Since last we saw him in the ring, Whitaker has endured failed drug tests, a boxing suspension, a DUI arrest, and a forced trip to rehabilitation. He's a big underdog tonight, too. But Purnell Whitaker has always been all about meeting challenges, and this could be his last stand. I can't emphasize enough what this fight means out there. Not so much for boxing or his career, but it means for 
Pretty know what a good man also. You got to take the positive with the negative. In my whole career, that's all I've been here, is positive. Now, this little negative came up, and I didn't let it break me down. So, you know, and with the grace of God, you know, with the help, you know, I've been able to stay strong, man. Three weeks in a New Jersey-based rehabilitation center helped him stay strong. A surprise to Brunel, who remained skeptical about his need for treatment. A lot of these people have horror stories, you know, and all. You know, I had no business sitting there with these people. And, but I, I stayed focused, and I, I, I kind of enjoyed being here and learning this. You know, I was learning, man, when I was in there. I was, I was there. I was, I was, I was, you know, I was feeling for some of these people. I mean, you know, not for everybody. I, I was feeling for and those people were feeling for me also. But I was, I was there, man, I, and I was involved. You know, I was involved, I was there, I wanted to there, and then, you know, I wanted to be there, and then, cause I, you know, I, I, it was, it was something, it was a learning experience for me. He's not the only one that's, that's, you know, falling to that trap, uh, but I think he's been man enough and big enough to overcome that and, and, and move on with his life. And that's the thing that I'm proud of, that's the thing I'm happy about for Purnell. You know, I've been able to stay strong, man. You know, and that's what it's all about, stay strong. I came from nowhere to somewhere. I lived in the projects all my life, you know, and I had a gift, you know. So, hey, don't tell me about negative. You can't do that. Take something bigger than what you're sticking on me down to get me down. While rumors of Whitaker's partying have circulated for years, that was never really the issue. Not with six world titles at four weight classes. But a failed drug test after a fight in October of 1997 could not be overlooked. A suspension ensued, but was lifted after an agreement was made on random drug tests for six months. A second failed test resulted in suspension and cost him a title shot against Ike Quarte. And a DUI arrest in June after rehabilitation seems reason for continued concern as does Purnell's insistence that he never had a problem. I never had a problem with my personal life. I live my life the same way, you know. It's not, no secrets in my life. I'm not gonna uh, sit here and say, you know, uh, I don't enjoy my life the way any other man sh or woman should enjoy theirs. You know, um, I love to have the final things in life. Tonight is Whitaker's shot at redemption. Can he rally a 35-year-old body to one more great performance? Or will Sweet Pea join the long list of boxing champions who held on too long and are remembered for the wrong reasons? A lot of people don't remember the good, good things. All they remember are the negative and all the bad things. So uh, uh, if we wanted to put it in that way, I I'd say uh, he's going to get a bad rap if he doesn't look good in this fight. That's not going to be the way I'm going to be remembered in this sport for what happened back then, one year out of 14 years. I'm going out on top. Now I can come back, win this fight, and reclaim my state as the best fighter in the world, pound for pound. An impressive win tonight would indeed vault Sweet Pea right back into the pound for pound debate. A loss could send him into retirement. But win or lose, a much larger fight still lies ahead for Purnell Whitaker, whether he acknowledges it or not. Unfortunately, there was going to be no miraculous return to the top of the division. But once again, think about it like this. Okay, the only time that, or rather the first time rather, because he did have one fight afterwards in 2001 that he lost. But the first time that Pernell Whitaker truly lost, 
He was 35 years old. He had been out of the ring for over a year. And also, he was battling substance abuse. Okay, I mean, who knows? Trinidad in his prime versus Whitaker in his prime, that would be an all-time great match. But it's it's hard to see... It's hard to see Trinidad having his way with him like he did in 1999. That's just my opinion anyway. But, you know, that this isn't how we should remember Purnell Sweet P. Whitaker. We should remember him as a rather exciting fighter. A true once-in-a-lifetime phenomenon who you don't get to see very often. And when you do, you really have to appreciate what you're seeing because you know that it's going to be imitated, but never truly replicated. That's what I did whenever I went into the ring and tried to do what Pernell Whitaker did. I was imitating, but I was never going to come close. There are people today who imitate, but never come close because Pernell Whitaker was one of a kind one of boxing's greatest champions, one of my favorite fighters of all time, only the fourth person to win titles in four different weight classes. The first three were Tommy Hearns, Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran. That's great company to be in. He went into the Boxing Hall of Fame his first year of eligibility. There's not much more you can say about Pernell Whitaker except a great champion, died tragically at the age of 55 and the remaining boxers of yesteryear who are still alive we shouldn't wait until they're gone to appreciate them like I imagine a lot of people are doing this week with Pernell Whitaker so thank you Pernell Whitaker for all you've done Presenting the four-time world champion and reigning pound-for-pound king, the defending welterweight champion of the world, Pernell Sweetie.